0: You're listening to the Country Chef Podcast with your host, Dom. Subscribe, give a five-star rating and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat and stay up to date. Hi there, you're listening to the Country Chef Podcast with me, Dom. Today, I'm going stateside. I'm going to speak with a viral TikToker now and we're going to go into more detail about this in a second. I'm speaking to the wonderful Jake Dodds. Hi, Jake. Hey, how's it going? It's going absolutely fantastic. How is it? How are you, mainly?
1: I'm I'm doing great. Um, I've been pretty busy uh, the last uh, week or so since we had the viral moment and uh, got the song recorded, and it comes out actually uh, tomorrow.
0: Tomorrow? Look at that for timing. I mean, yeah. When people listen to this, it should it should have come out yesterday. Uh, depends on how quickly I can edit and get this published. I might even get it done tonight. <laughs> Who knows?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but, yeah, I mean, I started off by saying you're a viral TikToker because you genuinely are now.
1: I guess so. Um, yeah, that's not something I ever uh, thought I would, like, put on my resume. But, uh, yeah, I guess I'm technically a viral TikToker.
0: <laughs> for for everybody out there that doesn't know what we're talking about and hasn't seen your TikTok yet, do you want to explain what it is?
1: Yeah, so you want me to explain TikTok or what my video is? <laughs>
0: Okay, I'll I'll preface. TikTok for everybody is like the old Vine. It's the old like 15 20 second videos that people can post and share share everything basically. Now why are yeah. you viral?
1: Uh yeah, well, it's it's funny. Um I I never used t- TikTok honestly up until like the last week or so, or I guess 2 weeks now. Oh yeah. And um I had it before and even kind of deleted it because I didn't understand it. I didn't really know how to use it um and then you know everybody keeps talking about tiktok 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 so i brought it back had a few videos nothing uh to speak of really and then posted this video on a whim and uh woke up the next morning it had like 82 views and i thought oh there's just another video that um nobody (laughs) wanted to watch i guess and so uh later that same day it just started to skyrocket for for whatever reason and uh It went from like twelve and a half thousand to like thirty thousand, and then it was going up a crazy amount every um, you know half hour or something like that. And we ended up doing one point one million, I think, um, by Monday.
0: What (laughs) you're in the millions? Do you know what? Do you know what the figure reads now?
1: Uh, So right now it's at one point two million. So it's slowed down quite a bit since the original the original viral. But it went from from the Thursday night that I posted it to that Monday I think it did I think it hit a million on Monday and maybe hit like 1.1 Monday night and then it's uh it hit 1.2 a few days afterwards and it slowed down quite a bit we don't know exactly where it's at right now because once it's in the millions it only counts per 100,000 yeah so it feels really slow now but it's I think it's still doing really well you know
0: doesn't that feel really weird though saying when it's in its millions yeah
1: it does <laughs> Um, I've never been able to say that before about anything. So it's uh, it's pretty wild. Um, you know, it's cool. It's definitely cool.
0: <laughs> now, I mean, it, it's absolutely outstanding. I mean, I remember going on to Clubhouse and then hearing you and Paige talking about it. And I was like, at first I just didn't believe it. And then Paige sent me the link to see the TikTok. And I watched it. And I can see why, though, because it is so emotional. Mm-hmm
1: yeah it's uh i mean obviously we knew that we had something special with this song um but i don't know that i thought people were gonna attach themselves to it the way that they have um and i guess i say that because we i posted it several times before not the same video clip but uh, you know different versions of or just me singing it and people hadn't really um had any response to it um and so when they, when this response happened, we were just kind of like, taken aback, back. Like, whoa, like what, what was different? Um, but I guess just the timing of, you know, of, of when it was posted and uh, you know, whatever the first 10 people that saw it liked it. And so when they liked it, the algorithm showed it to more people. And then um, people were actually able to really see it and make a connection with it. And um, I guess that's how all that stuff works. So it's crazy. It's uh, it's really cool. Um, to have written something that so many people kind of, you know, really cling, cling themselves to. So,
0: yeah. Now the writing process itself for it, you know, before you even posted, you know, the video, what was, you know, what was the inspirations, you know, what kind of led you to the moment where you said, okay, this is the song I'm going to write next.
1: Yeah. So, um, I was, I was talking last night about it and I was basically saying this song has been running uphill its entire like life. So, uh, I had the idea originally <clears throat> and was going to share it the following day that I ended up sharing it, um, with, a with another writer in Nashville. And this was last year. So April of 2020. So peak COVID time, still a lot of unanswered things. No, nobody really knew what was going on. We just knew that like the world had, had paused. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I remember having like the idea of like, she goes to work in my head and thinking like, that's a, that could be a really cool idea and um being hesitant to share it with anybody because in a co-write you know you have to be you're willing to like give out your product or whatever and hope that everybody else sees it in the same way that you do and so that it gets uh finished in the way that you kind of like see it going yeah and um I had two writes that week. I had uh, one with a group of, group of guys and uh, one with another artist that I've known for years, but we hadn't written together. Um, and he, he was doing some, or is doing big things in Nashville. And so I was like, I'm going to you know pitch this song with Garrett. And um, he's going to be like, wow, that's a really great idea. And like, that'll be the start of a, a great writing relationship or whatever. <laughs> well, the day before that was supposed to happen, um, we were in a, a Zoom co-write. And uh, nobody had a great idea and nothing was hitting anybody. And I was like, I've got an idea for this song called She Goes to Work. And as soon as it, like I, I don't think I had ever had an idea like get accepted that quickly in any right. Like usually, you know, somebody's got like, we're going to, this is what we're going to do. Or like, yeah, I don't know if that's, you know, if I like that idea or whatever. So sometimes I'm even hesitant to like spit out ideas, but I did this time and everybody was like, Whoa, yeah, that's the one. So we, uh, it, we started writing it and it's just so cool because the song wouldn't be what it what it is without those guys. You know, like I had an idea in like one or two lines, something like that. I, I think I had um sort of a start of a verse that um, you know, led to what is now the first verse or something like that. Um, but but mainly just those two things. And so without those guys, this song would never be what it is. And um just the fact that that almost didn't happen because I was gonna pitch it the next day and that right ended up getting cancelled so really had yeah so had I have not pitched it the day that it happened and um you know it may not have got written the next day or at all or you know who knows but, you know it definitely would have got written differently so it may not be the song that it is
0: um it just shows you know that kind of it's made to be you know it's fate. it had to be done you know it's brilliant yeah
1: yeah i think it is i'm not i'm not a huge you know um like i I don't know if i want to say i'm not a huge fate person but i you know i don't know that i always believe like everything has a reason and all that stuff like that but for this song it's it's kind of proving me wrong because you know as we go on i'm sure i'll have more stories about how like i I said the song has been running uphill the entire time uh is as making it into the world and um i'm hoping that you know starting at midnight tonight when it comes out it can uh i guess it sort of already has now that it is a tiktok thing um it's finally started running down it so
0: if only if only tiktok views would translate into like spotify streams i mean 1.2 million streams would be a nice number to start oh with gosh.
1: i know so that's where my head's been at the last like week and a half so the first several days were just like pure excitement like this is so cool and then it dawned on me that pretty quickly like okay we have to figure out what to do with this now (laughs) so yeah uh yeah that's what the last week and a half has been is like how can we um i hate to use the word capitalize because i don't i don't want it to seem like that's what we were ever trying to do with this song um because that I, i that feels wrong right like obviously selfishly i want it to stream well and and download well um because it will help my career as a writer and as an artist and all all of those things but i hate to say capitalize on it because that's not really what the mission of what we're doing in the whole viral moment kind of became a whole lot more than just releasing a song into the world yeah Um,
0: i mean you can use you can use the word capitalize because you are you know running in the moment you know as soon as you let something you know quieting down too much you know the the time's gone, the moment's gone. Whilst you're in this kind of momentum, you might as well yeah. jump on it.
1: Yeah, for sure, and that's and that's what we've been trying to do um, with with getting it out so quickly. Once we once we had the viral moment, and once it became clear that I was going to be uh, the artist to cut it, um, we started putting all the pieces together to get it recorded. And we found out that Nurses Week uh, here in the states starts uh, actually tomorrow on the sixth. So that was like, well, this is just like a fake. huge coincidence, there. Like, yeah, fake, yeah. And um, so it had it had to happen, and uh, fortunately, we got it done. We we broke a lot of the rules as far as like the time that you're supposed to release music and how long, but um, we got it out, and tomorrow's the day. So, One hopefully, more. yeah, hopefully that will all that um, momentum is still there, and we can get uh, we can get the song, you know, out to as many people as possible
0: yeah i mean there's one more thing that i really really want to touch upon and i'm gonna keep on repeating these kind of words how emotional is the video that you used for it the the woman the uh, she a nurse uh, right at the start just in tears when you know asked to kind of talk about you know being in like frontline work just how emotional was it like I was I was I was all, I was on the verge of tears myself watching it.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's very emotional, um, and, and so that's not something that I guess I was prepared for with this either, because um, none of you know. Obviously, we hadn't even considered a video uh, because there was no thought of recording the song. There was none of that was in place um, like you would normally have. So once once the it had gone viral and we like started thinking like okay you know record then we're going to need a video and the obvious answer was you know because we had all these um duets and tiktok things were flowing in and people using the sound that was the obvious answer is to like okay these people are attached to this song like let's have them do the video and so i made that post and lit that whole entire day really for like 2 days there after that um where i put up the post asking for videos uh, my inbox was just blowing up every few seconds with a with an email from somebody and um i didn't go through them at first because i was doing other things and um i i started going through them like a few days after i had originally asked for them yeah and uh yeah they are so powerful and that's actually what i was doing right before Uh, we got on this, the podcast here is I'm going through all of them right now and and sorting them into um, videos and pictures and, and uh, moving them over so that the video team can um, start putting them all together. So the video that that you saw is just one that I made really quickly um, for TikTok um, with a few that like the first like five that I opened when I jumped in there that day. And um that video at the very beginning is is like one of the first ones I clicked on. And yeah. um boy that that is a powerful video.
0: So I mean, you know the phrase, start as you mean to go on. Now, if those were the first five videos that you got, I'm I'm scared. I'm scared to see <laughs> what else is come in because I mean, I was on the verge of tears just watching the first five. What am I gonna be like when I get to see everybody else's that you know when you really go into the nitty gritty i'm am scared
1: yeah for sure um it's it's wild There's so the the weird or the uh, the extra part i guess of it is that so many uh of the nurses that sent me videos also sent me stories um and kind of and told told me their story in words and i'm trying to think of a way that i could share those um if the if some of them are okay with that because some of that stuff is incredible and um i'm making a point to read each and every one of them and um i'm responding to each and every one of them myself um just to let them know that i appreciate them taking the time to send them to me and and liking the song and making their their duets on tiktok and stuff like that Um, because that's all really important to me on the career side but just yeah, reading their stories and stuff like that—it's it, like I said, powerful. And so, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how how we're gonna work it, you know, because there's so many, uh, there's a ton of pictures, a ton of the TikTok videos, and then also um, just some videos like that, like the nurse talking on the front of that that video that you're talking about. And um, I don't know how we're gonna be able to fit it all into uh, like a three three minute thirty second music video. Um, but we're gonna try to try to get you know as many as possible uh, on there because they're all they're all so good
0: and you know on YouTube whenever you find a song that you really like and sometimes people do these kind of crazy edits where it's the same song but it's repeated for like seven or ten hours and it's just it's just the oh. same song that goes over and over and over again. I reckon that's what you're gonna have to do and just have yeah, every maybe. single video and just have the song constantly going on a loop
1: yeah right that's not a bad idea um i don't i don't use youtube a lot i'm trying to get into the youtube thing so i didn't know people did that but uh we definitely have enough content for that probably to happen
0: i mean it is i'm i'm looking forward to i mean even if you just to post the videos you know even without music you know the music is so beautiful you could have with or without videos and the videos themselves are so beautiful and so heart-wrenching that you could have them with or without music both go together so seamlessly though like i'm i'm always i sometimes i get speechless and these are one of the moments where i'm taking my hat off for you (laughs) (laughs) i doff my cap oh now jake dodds like where does jake come from where let's go back to the roots let's go back to let's go back to when you were born and growing up basically where are you from
1: i am from indiana so a town called bloomington born and raised uh, i still live just outside of here Uh, i actually live in um, my great-grandparents old house so uh, where we used to get on school bus for elementary school and, and before we were in school and spent all of our summers while my parents worked. So um, I've been in, in this house, literally this house, um, for like most of my entire life.
0: Wow. Wow. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, it's very common for people here in the UK to move around. I mean, I was mm-hmm. I was born about 200 miles away from where I live now and moving up north to Yorkshire was a big thing for our family. As in, have you ever ever thought of moving or branching out or have you always have you always wanted to stay you know with your roots?
1: Um, I don't know. I, I guess I never really considered it all that much growing up uh, whether I would stay or go. Um, I lived in uh, another town in Indiana for two years while I was going to college. Um, In Vincennes, uh, which is, you know, smaller than Bloomington, where I'm from. So it's a uh, kind of a different vibe there, but an awesome town, a lot of history and um, came back after college and and had a job for a a while, um, doing a few things around here and then got into music, you know, quite a bit later than what most people kind of go into the music business. And um, I don't know, I guess... You know, we've obviously considered moving to Nashville at different times, um, but it just doesn't always seem to make sense uh, for for what our lives are. And um, I'm able to do everything from from Indiana. I'm only four hours away, um, basically, from my driveway to the Broadway uh, in Nashville, so I can be there in no time. I don't mind driving there. Um, and I think it's it, – I think I enjoy being – being able to come back to indiana and not being in um the rat race all the time i guess i don't know if that's the right thing to call it but
0: no it's um, it's right i mean we all know well everybody knows that nashville is kind of the mecca for country music you know it's where everybody goes it can be very congested it can be very crowded and for you to stay, you know, where your roots are, you know, and developing yourself there, and still being within relative distance to get to where the main scene—I use quotation marks—is, you know, it's, it's still, you know, you're in a good location. It's a heck yeah, of so. it's a heck of a heck of a commute though.
1: Yeah, it's you know, it's funny. I don't remember who said it, but somebody made the joke once that, um, why why does everybody move to the city to write country songs? <laughs> yeah you know um it's yeah, yeah. a great point and uh, valid point yeah very and so you know i love nashville for sure but um i get and if we were going to move somewhere that's probably where um but as long as we can do it from here um you know i love indiana so i i have no uh desire to leave it other other than for you know work and stuff like that i get to travel um, it's really a great place to travel from, honestly, because you're we're in the Midwest for a reason, I guess. You know, we're in the middle of everything. I can I can be west, I can be north, I can be south, um, to the east in about the same amount of time. So, um, it's really a great place, in my opinion.
0: You've already got a quite a large collection of songs. Very impressive collection, and one thing that I do love. And I always respect artists for doing this. Is when they take their music and they record a live, you know, live versions. And you've got drinking in church, live and stripped down. Love it. Just thank you. When it comes to music, you know, <clears throat> you don't have to have the full band and the whole experience. I mean, you know, it, it's like she goes to work, it's very much country music to me is the songwriting and the storytelling and it doesn't have to have a load of steel or banjo or fiddle or xyz in it's about that telling a story and you do that perfectly and with drinking in a church live and stripped down you showcase that you showcase your vocal ability just your whole presence is known people know when you're there yeah
1: well thank you for saying that um yeah that's one we did a few years ago and um yeah i think what brought that on honestly was i think i watched a documentary where uh they talked about kiss and how kiss like struggled to gain traction until they put out a live album uh and people could like really hear what kiss sounded like at a show yeah and so um i had always felt that on my early recordings that uh, you couldn't, you didn't really get a grasp for what I was actually doing in live shows. And um, that's where the idea came from. And uh, we did it the night before New Year's Eve. I think, I can't remember what that was, like 2016 or something like that. And um, yeah, it was just really fun. We did it strip down. Uh, it's all live. So, um, you know, that's, that's how it happened. <laughs> we couldn't go back and we couldn't go back and fix it if I messed up uh, or if I was you know, uh, there's a little bit of editing on that one, but not a ton. So, like, if I was just, like, wildly out of pitch, um, then we either had to deal with it or just not use that song. So um, I think those are the coolest. We just did um, another event like that, um, like, two weeks ago here, uh, um, just not too far from home base in Indiana and um, in a little, like, theater Round setting and it sounds amazing. Um, and I don't know if we're gonna do another acoustic live album because that might be too much. But I'm oh. definitely gonna split those up.
0: <laughs> never <laughs> no, too much.
1: So? Never too much. Yeah. Um, there's some of them that I was listening through it yesterday, and some of it, it you know, I I never uh, like complimenting like listening to my own voice because it always like if it's yourself you always sound weird. But it, always for the for for really always yeah. But for really like the first time in my career i'm really starting to feel like confident in what i am doing and so um it's there's some on this on this new one that we just did that sound incredible so I, I gotta figure out something to do with them um whether we maybe release them as like acoustic live singles maybe not do a whole other album but just pop a few off here and there randomly um but i agree i think that acoustic stuff like that is is like where you really fall in love with songs. Like you can really like a full band production song or a radio jam, but like you really fall in love with those songs when you hear them like that.
0: Well, it's like what you say, you know, just a minute ago saying that when you make the mistakes, you just can't go back and just fix them. Because to me, when people want to listen to music, you know, when people purchase gig tickets or concert tickets or whatever, you know, you wanted to go see the artist in all its glory. You know warts and all so you want to see the kind of like little hiccups and how you get around the hiccups and then the kind of like free flowing that you may do or you know the kind of ad libs that wouldn't be in a polished track which you do yeah oh you know you can do take after take after take and sometimes you know when you start to sing a song over and over and over again in the same sessions sometimes it can lose that kind of appeal but live music, you always got it Because you've got the roar of the crowd Or you've got the kind of ambience around you It, it, it adds that extra little element I love it Yeah,
1: I agree It uh, You know, it, it you do things differently live You you might do, like you said, you might ad-lib You know, something that you never do that night um, If you, Some nights you can hear better than others So maybe you're singing a little bit, you know harder or, or doing things that you wouldn't normally do because you can hear yourself when normally you couldn't and um, yeah I don't I don't think people realize that how the recording process works either you know like when you're in the studio you're singing through um, a song you know you might sing the whole thing through three times to get warmed up but then you're going you know verse for verse chorus for chorus and sometimes line for line and sometimes you're punching in lines and getting like two words in a line because the rest of the line is fine and you know you could really you really end up with a song where you really don't know if the first, you know, the first part of that sentence, and the second part, were actually done together. They could have just been moved together because they were the two best takes. Yeah. And um, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. That's you know, that's how it works, and that's how you get great sounding records. Um, but it definitely does steal a little bit of the. It can give you a false sense of uh, of what an artist is actually doing.
0: So. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly it. I mean, there's like you say, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Like, when you're purchasing something, you know, that you're going to have repeated over and over and over again, you do want, like, the best quality. But I think having that live gives that kind of different feel to it, and that's what people kind of look for as well. Prettier in Michigan. That is your current release. Well, at this moment, that's your current latest release. Talk me through Pretty in Michigan, like why Michigan?
1: Yeah, well, um, so I don't, I don't know if if all of your uh, if all your listeners overseas know this, but all of them in the states likely know that the uh, I guess the slogan or whatever you want to call it uh, for Michigan is Pure Michigan.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: like pretty, you know, pretty sunny, all those things, and they used to run these uh, TV commercials with Tim Allen um where he like talks about how pretty it is and then at the end it's like pure michigan and come visit all these things well (laughs) yeah we used to tour in michigan all the time and uh i've never seen the sun in the state of michigan it's always uh cloudy or rainy or snowing or just absolutely as cold as could possibly be yeah um the part about the van getting stuck that's a true story Uh, is it it, it got yeah it got stuck outside of the venue it wouldn't start um so had to have a tow truck come haul like literally take the van off the trailer as we're like trying to get ready to play this show um because you can't block this alley the alley that you load in you can load in then you have to move well i'm broke down <laughs> so like the show's getting ready to start i'm calling a wrecker they come load the van up um one of the bartenders had a truck and volunteered to hook the trailer up and haul it to his house for me so that I wouldn't have to also have the trailer towed, um, Yeah. And they, when it all was said and done, they didn't even find anything wrong with the van. They, they hauled it to like in a, a, a shop or whatever. And the next morning they called me and they're like, yeah, we started it this morning. It started right up. So, oh, like it was just, um, there was just a demon in there for a minute or something. So that part is true. Um, but it was just a play on that whole thing. Really. Um, my guitar player, Chris and I, um, we sat down and I'd had the idea for a while and then uh, we sat down and wrote the whole song in like two hours and, you know, just basically um, made a play on this thing that is supposed to be so pretty and beautiful and stuff like that, but uh, maybe it doesn't always seem that way, you know, but there's still beauty in that, in that ugliness. So it's really just kind of a play off the whole Pure Michigan commercials, um, but I love that song, so
0: you get inspiration wherever you get inspiration fair play yeah
1: yeah i guess that's it's like a that was like my weird sense of humor kicking in. like oh uh, like wouldn't it be funny if we wrote a song about how michigan's not pretty and like uh you know that nobody else probably thinks is funny at all but that's that's kind of what led to that song and um it so that one came about too that that's an idea that i had for like quite a while and had tried to write it a few different ways and I just kept thinking that it could be a cool song if it was done right but it could also like very easily not be a cool song um so kind of rewrote it a bunch of handful of times at least and um wasn't sure if i'd ever cut it or what it would be and finally uh after the you know the covid period and stuff like that I, i hadn't ever really had huge streaming success i wasn't selling tons of Stuff on iTunes or whatever, um, and so I got less worried about just trying to make a song that I thought was going to, you know, blow up overnight or something like that. And I started. Um, I just wrote a song. Me and Chris just wrote a song that we liked. And when we finished "Prettier Michigan," we were both just like, "Wow, this thing is really cool." And um, we went into the studio with my producer Nico Allenes, and we um, created "Prettier Michigan," and we were all just making a song that we liked and the the reason i can say that is because we made a five minute song and none of us realized that it was five minutes long until it was done and too late to change it and make it like radio friendly whatsoever so the biggest critique i've gotten on prettier michigan is that why did you make a five minute song like nobody wants to listen to five a five minute song and i'm like well i I don't know we just liked it so much that's just kind of how it happens
0: That, that's always the frustrating thing, though, is people think that it's got to be that kind of like magic number, that kind of like three minute, 30, four minute mark for a song. And to me, I mean, you look at other songs, you know, Guns N' Roses, November Rain, that's what, seven minutes long? To me, you yeah. can't have a short version of that song. You just can't. And whether it's five minutes or whether it's 50 minutes, well, 50 minutes is excessive, but, you know, <laughs> as long as, you know, the kind of. Reasons why it's that long is that long. Yeah, you know, it, it's valid. It you keep it at five minutes, you do right. Yeah,
1: I think so. Um, you know, I I knew that it wasn't gonna. You know, we don't have a budget to go play the radio game anyway. So it it wasn't like we were writing the song to send it to radio stations. You know, I, yeah, I have a handful of contacts that I can send it to and let them listen to it. But most, um, you know most radio stations are, you know, a corporate entity and they don't have as much leniency as people think they do to just play artists that nobody knows of. And I'm one of those artists. So I knew that prettier Michigan was not going to be a, a, a radio hit. Um, so even when we finished it and realized that what we had done and people were like, Oh, you need to, you, you ought to edit it and, um, you know, make it shorter. Don't let it be five minutes. Don't put it out like this. And I was just like, ma'am, I think we're missing the point. Like we're not, this song isn't for radio. This song is for people that are already fans of what we're doing, and um, you know they won't mind. If it's five minutes. So
0: I'm trying to think now. What shall I have this weekend? Because I'm just going through my playlists and seeing what music I'm going to be playing. And I, I was I was going to go with either "She Goes to Work" or "Pretty in Michigan." I was I was going to play one of your songs, and I think I might go with I don't know now. Mm. <laughs> what would you rather have me play on sunday well
1: i i guess the um the business side of me probably would prefer that you play she goes to work
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> uh, the one i'm gonna play
1: but I'd, i i would be honored to have you play prettier in michigan as well so i which, mean
0: whichever one you choose I'll be, I'll be playing she goes to work um but if i was to play pretty in michigan i would play the whole thing i wouldn't just cut it down or you know kind of fade it out kind of like halfway through like and that was jake dodds with prettier michigan i I couldn't do that to you it's like i say you know it's your whole song and it's it's your creative process and you know it's it's your baby you wouldn't just Mm -hmm. like throw away half your baby
1: right right you wouldn't i would hope you wouldn't
0: well yeah fingers crossed touch wood that people don't (laughs) yeah You mentioned that it took two hours to write. Yeah. Is that one of the quickest songs you've written or have you wrote songs quicker than that? No, that's probably,
1: I mean, that's probably one of the quicker ones. Um, And like I said, that, that was an idea that I had toyed with for a while. So we had a really good start going into it, which helps obviously. Um, But it was just one of those weird nights where um, we were both just on it. You know, there's, that's what the rarity, you know, usually it's everybody in the room is just not on it. You're thinking about other stuff or whatever. And, um, you know, that's why it's nice to have co-writers. So if you get stuck or uh, two of you get stuck, somebody can break you out of that. Um, But this was just one of those weird moments where uh, we were both just on it and uh, it seemed like the song just kind of flowed right out of
0: us, so. Go on then, so when you're doing a co-write, how much do you drink?
1: Uh, well, I, I don't um, I don't know I don't know if, if that would work for me uh, I like to party So um, maybe, maybe it would be good For a beer drinking song But I also might just end up partying So I, I don't know how that would work well, <laughs> we, None on prettier Michigan
0: I mean I, That's the first time I've ever asked that question By the way, it's, you know, don't feel like it's something I ask Quite often <laughs> But yeah, I mean, just when, you, when you're when you in such a creative zone and you've, you know, you've done two hours, you've got this song written down, you're thinking, yeah, this is good. Do you like want to, how do you celebrate, you know, when you've got a song that you think is going to be so good?
1: Yeah, I struggle with that because, yeah, you want to like immediately celebrate it, but you... Um you can't really, because like only two of you know that it exists or however many writers you had know that it exists. Um yeah. so with with that one in particular, uh cause yeah, because you're thinking you're like, oh man, this thing is awesome, like people are gonna love this. and you're like, well, only four of us even know <laughs> that it, it's
0: a thing. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> like, are they gonna love this? I don't know. We love this, but we're partial to it. So um I usually will send it to a few people. I'll send it to um Shelly that runs my fan club page and all. I'll usually send them to my brother and um, I'll kind of gauge their responses and see what they say. And uh, usually I can tell pretty quickly if they liked it or not by how they respond. Um, Shelly's harder because she likes everything that I do. And so she's, I don't think she would ever uh, be like brutal with me and be like, this is horrible. She, she probably would, but she hasn't yet. My brother is a lot more predictable. um, If he like, Writes a response and you know and tells me what he thinks, then that means he probably liked it. Um, but if he just says nice, then it means he may not even listen to it. So, so.
0: so I just I just want to quickly touch upon that, Shelly. Mm-hmm. So you got a fan club?
1: Yeah, we got Shelly has been running uh, the official Jake Dodds fan club for uh, several years now. So
0: now when you find out that you've got a fan club how does that make you feel yeah.
1: uh, it's really cool um, it's it's really cool I remember when she asked me if she could do it I was like yeah but who's gonna join it like <laughs> like do people do people want to be in the Jake Dodds fan club um, but she does such a great job of, of doing it and, and posting things she she does a better job of, of posting what I have going on than I do that's
0: sure. <laughs> I mean just for the you know for the fan club itself you've already got over you know come up towards two and a half thousand people yeah. to me you know for, for an indie artist that has you know one of your biggest fans create a fan club page for you that's really good yeah you know it's not like it's a page that you've created which you kind of expect you know those kind of numbers are higher you know it's, it's it's a fan club and it's brilliant i mean i've, I've just liked it myself just have to scroll through on Facebook.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, she does. Shelly does such a good job um, with it. And she does all sorts of giveaways to keep everybody interactive on there. Um, It's really cool. She does. She does a great job. Um, She gets out to see us uh, every time she's able to. She's she's traveled to see us uh, multiple times. Um, So she's really awesome. She's become a great friend over the years. And uh, we met at a show in uh in Indiana years ago and so it's really cool.
0: Sorry, I'll don't worry, I'll edit this little silence out. I'm just asking no, a question on it. Right? You're good.
1: <coughs> I needed to cough anyway.
0: See that fate. Perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh Do you get no- so do you get notifications for this fan club as well, or are you an admin, or is it just Shelly?
1: It's just Shelley. Um I don't get the, um, the the messages or the comments from there. Uh, you, if it's something directed towards me, uh, she'll usually uh, like screenshot it and share it to me, something like that. Um, but I do not get any of the notifications.
0: Well, I've just asked a question on the Fangled page. So I'm going to leave that there for a good 10, 15, 20 minutes and see if anybody responds to it. And we'll come back to it in a minute. Okay. (laughs) So when it comes to... I I mean, I've not done this before either. So (laughs) when it comes to songwriting and sitting down and creating a piece of magic... What do you do like beforehand, during, afterwards to kind of get you in that mental zone to sit down and say okay then we're going to be writing a song and this is going to be it do you have like a mantra that you go through?
1: No I I wish I did if anybody out there has one feel free to send it my way Um, getting me to sit down in a room for any length of time is uh, a really hard thing to do so There are days that are better than others. You know, there's some days like where you you walk into the room and you can just like sit down and get focused and 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 try to write. There's other days where I really struggle and I'm just kind of sitting there. um, Especially if I don't like the direction, I have a I really struggle with um, which is writing to write, like because that's kind of the thing, right? You have to almost force yourself to just write to write, and you always want a good song to come out, but. Um, if it's not happening you just try to finish the song that you're doing and you know by the process of writing every day you're going to get better at writing Yeah, I struggle with with that uh, because if I feel like we're going nowhere then I start thinking about like all the other things that I need to be doing or that I could be doing you know like oh I need to you know the yard really needed mode today or I need to respond to these emails or I need to advance the show to the band and um, I start thinking about all the other things I need to do and can get really unfocused so i do not have uh any tips there or or any process that i go through um i guess uh, yeah I don't, I don't have anything good there i just kind of go try to make sure that i'm i'll try to think about my ideas i guess on the way over there kind of read through my ideas folder maybe listen to some old work tapes and and see if anything's catching me that day um where i can go into the and start pitching some ideas or something like that. But that's really about it.
0: All right. So when, when you're doing your like day to day tasks and you go into the shop, you know, looking as, you know, just casually sauntering around whenever you get like an idea for a song or like a catch a little lyric or, you know, a little, might be a little riff. Do you have like a process in which you record that down? Do you like have a pen, pad of paper with you or is it on your phone?
1: yeah it's it's mostly on the phone so i usually just do voice memos so if i have like an idea uh open up my voice memos and i just try to like sing it into the voice memos pretty quickly um if i can't do that or if i'm like somewhere where that would people would be looking at me weird if i'm like singing into my phone i will uh try to type like whatever idea i have into my notes section on my phone um so sometimes that works Uh, a lot of times i just don't ever go back to those and um I have like hundreds of them on my phone now. So they get a little bit overwhelming, but, um, that's, yeah, that's usually how it, they all start is in a voice memo.
0: How many voice memos and notes do you have on your phone?
1: Uh, hundreds of voice memos, <laughs> like hundreds. It's, it's super overwhelming. Um, my notes have gotten a little bit better. I, cause I was making like individual ones for each thing and, so then there's a bunch of those two and now i just have like one huge notes page and i kind of try to do like bullet marks either with the idea like the whatever the idea is or like whatever the title might be and then sometimes i write a little bit under that like so if i'm thinking like i say i was going to write a song about uh like apple pie i might write like apple pie song and then be like write a few like words about what i was thinking sometimes i just have the title i just write the title. Um, It's like, I would say it's 50-50 on when you go back, whether you remember what you were actually trying to do, you know? So, like, sometimes you're like, oh, Apple Pie song, like, that, what, what? But uh, sometimes you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember what that was.
0: Apple Pie would be an amazing song. Great song. I mean, (laughs) you you got Harry Styles singing about watermelon sugar. We got Jake (laughs) Dodd's going to sing about Apple Pie. We need it. We now need it in our life.
1: yeah we do it's what I'll work on next
0: I think we should work on it right now (laughs) come up with rhyming couplets with apple pie (laughs) when you're actually writing songs then is that is that kind of the thing you do you know come up with you know write down a keyword and then kind of brainstorm around that keyword and kind of like go okay then so we've got a topic what kind of either rhymes with a topic or is related with a topic is that the kind of process you go through
1: uh not not for me necessarily um usually like what well, if like if i'm co-writing we'll you know we'll pitch ideas and we'll have the idea or the title and then you're just kind of like trying to find a melody and um and trying to just kind of get out whatever starts to come to you there usually try to write the chorus first um and then go from there get a good chorus and then start working on the verses so that's if i'm co-writing if if i'm writing by myself or something like that i am i want to start at the beginning and write to the end that's just how i i kind of like started doing it as a kid or something like that you know when i because i've been writing like silly songs probably since i was whatever since i could write um and i I guess that's just how i kind of did it i just start at the front and go to the end that drives people crazy if you're in a co-write a lot of times um unless you just have like a really cool idea that you already know exactly where it's going to go uh so that's just kind of like if i'm doing stuff on my own um and then chris and i uh when we write together he likes to um experiment with these kind of like the rhythm ideas like sort of like you're talking about where we'll have a a pattern um you know like so a a b b a or something like that Mm -hmm. and so the first two lines are going to go together. The second two lines are going to be different, and the third line or the the last line is going to kind of echo back to those first two lines. And so he'll he'll literally just like kind of write out on a piece of paper like A A B B A, and, and uh, we'll start we'll start writing. You know, we'll write two A lines and then the third A line. Then we'll go back and write the B lines and um, kind of get the whole thing and put in place. And then really start looking at it and be like, okay, does this make sense? What can we change? Like and uh, I know that sounds like really strange because when he first brought those that kind of like idea of writing to me I was like this is, I don't like this <laughs> um, but if you really stick with it, uh, it you can, that's how you can really break yourself out of writing the same song over and over again um, so we uh, we just did that not that long ago and I actually got three great starts to songs um,
0: so ooh mm. See that—that's what it's about. It's about finding something that works for you, and then developing that kind of process and basically fine-tuning it. Yeah, you're a songwriting machine. That's what you are.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I can take that—that uh, that compliment. I uh, songwriting is is by far like my least favorite part of of all of this. Probably, um, I love playing live. Uh, songwriting is not—I don't think I would call it my strong suit. Um, but uh, I do it partially because it's part of the career. Uh, there is a part of me that likes doing it, you know, like when everything's going right or if I have like a really cool idea. Um, and I think part of it is, is definitely inside of me because I've just done it, you know, kind of I've written things my whole life. So there's definitely a, a songwriter inside of me, but I don't know that um, I am a songwriting machine by, by any means. <clears throat>
0: You see, I. When you listen to, what you've done so far, I disagree. I really would. (laughs) I I mean, thank you. I like to be. I like to be the awkward one and like completely disagree with everybody. But I genuinely mean it. You know, you do have. A way with words, which kind of helps when you're a songwriter. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely doesn't hurt. (laughs) So you've got a collection of songs already in your arsenal and anybody that knows you or anybody that reads up on you will know that you've opened for quite a few big acts yeah so when you're let's go back to the you know before this all kicked off and people getting you to start you know to be a show opener when you're first asked to open a show for you know the the top acts you know the the grade a what goes through your head um i'm
1: trying to think back to like the very first ones (laughs) i did what i was thinking um (laughs) just excited probably you know nervous for sure um the first the uh, like the first big artist that I ever opened for was Chris Cagle,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, and I I love Chris Cagle, big Chris Cagle fan. Um, so like that one was really cool, and yeah, just just nervous really, um, like don't don't screw this up. And that was when I was first getting started, so I don't even know if I was playing any originals then. I think we might have just been playing covers. Ooh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because uh, that would have been probably like 2013 um so it's been a while (laughs) uh yeah just nervous and um I've never met anybody famous before so um kind of just not really knowing what to do or say or anything like that and uh Chris Kegel was very very sweet to me um very nice guy uh I, I remember like the first um like sold out, open that we got to do. We were in Denver, Colorado, uh, opening for Chase Bryant at the Grizzly Rose, and it was sold out. I don't remember this would have been maybe 2014 or 15, uh, probably. And um, there was like t- 2,000 something people out there, and I remember standing on the ramp to go on stage. And at this point, like we had played a lot of shows, like uh-huh. a lot of like bar shows, a lot of we've done several openers but like this was probably you know one of the busiest um audience uh, you know biggest busiest bars sold out crowd that we were going to go on and play for it was at a point where we were doing like original songs and i just knew that it was important i knew that like this had to not suck and i remember standing on the ramp like as their as the dj like starts to introduce me thinking like how could i possibly leave here without like ruining my career, but not have to do this because I, I got terrified. I was like melting on the inside. And um, then, you know, the DJ says, you know, Jake Dodds. And I like, you just have to go. Like, you just have to go out there because they said your name. And
0: You uh, kind of push like, one foot in front of the other. <laughs> just, oh, uh, yeah. Uh.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, probably just nervous originally. And, um, you know, now I've done it long enough. Uh I, I don't get as nervous. Um some some nights I do, some nights I don't. Um but back in the early days, definitely I remember in that night in particular, just pure fear.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you you would. I mean, I would. I mean I remember the first time speaking to famous people like yourself and thinking, ah, what do I say? <laughs> what do I do? <laughs>
1: Well, I don't know if I count it as famous people, but I, I appreciate you saying that.
0: Oh no, you do. You 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 are famous now. I mean, you've got one point two million streams on a TikTok. You've got two and a half thousand people, <laughs> people in a fan club for you. Just like you, the... you're making it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I guess, yeah, it's, yeah. Accept the wins, accept the glories in all its yeah. glory.
1: Yeah, think yeah. I know that's that's something I need to work on.
0: Is... For the fan clubs that are listening, you know, for the fan club that's listening, as soon as I mentioned fan club, Jake's face lit up. He was like, "Yay!" <laughs> not the one and not the one point two million streams on TikTok. It was it was the fan club. Yeah. Yeah,
1: because those, I mean, those are the people that are, that are really listening to you, right? Like, who, I, the the social stuff is so weird to me, um, TikTok in general. And, and, you know, I don't, whatever, it might be the avenue that gets us, um, you know, the exposure to finally, like, you know, quote, unquote, make it or what, or whatever. Um, but it's so weird, because you don't know how many people are, are actually watching that video, or it may just in their feed, and, you know, it's, you know what really counts are the the people that took the time to put the little heart on there or whatever and the ones that sent um comments and stuff like that and then um take it a step further the people that sent me videos when we asked for their videos to do the video like you know i shouldn't say that's that's the ones that count it it all counts right like we appreciate everybody whether they just watched it and then maybe they were busy so they didn't have time to, to like it or comment or whatever you know i'm I certainly don't hard or, or comment on every video i've ever watched and enjoyed um but when when people go to those next steps like that's those are the people that are are going to be in the trench with you uh at a show where 50 people show up in a 500 person room you know those are the people that are going to be at that show yeah and hanging out and um yeah so the, those those are always my favorite people the ones that are are in it for the ride
0: so so later on in the show then what we're going to do is we're going to answer some questions now on i don't know if you've noticed on facebook but i've asked on jake dodds's fan club if there's any questions they want to ask jake so be sure to stick around for the rest of the show and at the end of the show we'll go through some of the questions as well as any shout outs that people might have put going from songwriting we've we've touched on a couple of your songs out of all the songs that you've released so far what would you say has been the most difficult to write in terms of trying to get the words onto paper or even trying to come up with the, you know you say you've got your keyword and you're trying to expand off that you know what's what's been the hardest one for you yeah um
1: <clears throat> I guess. and and probably strangely so it's it's probably like the fast songs i don't know if there is one in particular that has been the hardest but like the faster songs are harder for me um i guess i guess maybe i'm a ballad writer um i think everybody finds it a little bit easier to write slower songs um unless you're david lee murphy who can just crank out party hits all day long (laughs) and i'm so jealous of that um I actually just want to uh, drink tequila with David Lee Murphy. I don't even care if we write a song. I just want to drink tequila with him once. Um, But probably, you know, just fast songs in general. Uh, I would love to have like a really good summer anthem. That's a huge Kenny Chesney fan. So like, I love those like huge Kenny uh, summertime anthems, like summertime, I go back, songs like that. Like those are my favorite songs if I'm listening. So I would like to be able to write stuff like that more often. Um I guess I yeah, I find writing the ballads slightly easier. Um so I don't yeah, I don't know if I have a particular a particular one, but just probably faster songs in general.
0: Two things I wanna take from that. First one is the positive. Oh, you're so smushy, you know you know how to be in touch with your feelings with ballads. That's what it's about. It's about knowing how to showcase emotion number two is that's a cop-out answer you can't just say oh just all the fastens just just kind of pigeonhole it all into like one big ball that's that's cop-out i mean just so people know know, know, you know when i ask that question you know what's the most difficult it's not which one do you dislike the most because that's a completely different question it's just some songs can be more difficult than others you know i can understand faster songs being more difficult to write if you're used to the slower songs yeah yeah okay
1: <laughs> the do you want me to do you want me to pick one?
0: Oh, no, no no it's too late now hey okay. okay good no pressure's m- off the pressure is off you <laughs> so which one's been the most easiest one for you to write <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um well probably for you in michigan honestly because it because basically one, you just
0: because uh... you were copying off a tv advert yeah, with a twist.
1: Because yes, Tim Allen's TV ad just gave me the end um, Yeah, no, I you know it, it it probably like it was probably the easiest to write, but it that doesn't mean it was fast because like I said, that was a song that um, I had the idea for for like a year or more, um, and uh, just like hadn't really finished in the right way, and so but once we did sit down to write it, it did pour out of us. So um, probably prettier in Michigan.
0: Fair, fair enough. Fair, fair enough. Oh, I mean, one thing that I absolutely love as well, particularly with independent artists, is the merch stores. Because with indie artists, you, with merchandise and gig tickets and you know, actually physically selling music as opposed to streams, that's where you get a lot of your revenue from in terms of the music side. Now, for everybody listening, thinking, oh, it's it's, it's all about the money. It's not all about the money because what happens is when you buy something from an artist, that money then will go into producing the next song because it costs money. It's not a cheap hobby to have.
1: No. (laughs) No, it's not.
0: (laughs) Your merch, I love it. I mean, I love te- the, what I love the most, I think is the, the zip hoodie, uh, the sweatshirt because it's very yeah. rare. You see one of these, you know. It's just the pullover hoodies you see, but that's an actual zip sweatshirt. It's brilliant.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So my buddy Troy, um, does all that stuff. So they, they screen print them themselves, um, and then ship them out that, that sweatshirt is actually embroidered too. So, um, he has one, I think my mom has one and Shelly has one, I think. Uh, I don't know if anybody else has purchased them or not um, but they're really good quality. They they're they come embroidered and uh, they're nice.
0: One thing I'm surprised you don't have is a, a hat on there. A cap. Yeah,
1: so we, we have them coming. Um, we had uh, three prototypes made and uh, we, sold, we sold them all the first weekend that we had them uh, out in Colorado but Mm-hmm. There are hats uh, on the way. I don't know what the uh, arrival date of them is, but we will have them hopefully sooner than later.
0: Now, you're wearing a cap right now. Yep. With the Indiana, the state of Indiana yeah. shaped on it.
1: That's good for you. So there, you don't even know how many uh, people in the States don't know what that is. So, really? Yeah. Good on you, yeah.
0: And there I am, you know what, four thousand miles away from you, <laughs> nailing it. Yeah, yeah. That...
1: You knew, you knew right what it was. Yep. Isn't that crazy yes, that's though? The, the that's fact... the state of Indiana, and then the like the embroidery is the uh that's the state flag. It's like embroidered into it.
0: It's smart that because it's, it's it's the it's like a blue background with stars. I mean, you could. Yeah. Yeah when you When you look at the uh, t-shirt that you've got with you like holding your cap, you've got the flag behind you and me no, you know loving America as much as I do. I kind of know the quite a few of the state flags, and Indiana's one of them, yeah, but I mean, the reason why I always take interest in state the shapes of states is because I listened to a radio show called the Bobby Bones Show. Now a lot of people should know that because yeah. on his arm he has a tattoo of the state of arkansas which yeah. to me is brilliant now it looks like a black blob but you can see the outline and obviously when you got it in your cap it was like oh that's quite that's quite smart yeah i think that's what you need to do with your logo like have the state of indiana and then either around it or with it jake dodds
1: yeah yeah uh so there should be a shirt on the store, I think, that has, like, the JD. Do you see that one?
0: Mm-hmm. Number yeah, one. Yes, so
1: that's, that's sort of what they're doing with that.
0: It's... I can't... As soon as the cap comes on, I'm buying one.
1: Yeah. As we'll,
0: long as we'll you ship you to the UK.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. You don't even have to buy one. I'll, I'll ship you one as soon as we get them.
0: I mean... One thing, that I, one thing that I definitely need to get, though, for my wall behind me, is a Jake Dodd sticker. Because I'm starting to yeah. create a collection. I don't know if you can show you this, actually, I'll pull them, oh, are you there? Uh, yeah. Okay, hey, uh, I'll pull you across and I'll start showing you my sticker and fra- uh, picture collection. So, I've got thank you notes from previous artists. Artist stickers, microphone stickers, um, like alcohol, like Jim Beam, Jack Daniels, Johnny Cash, Route 66. I've got a bottle of Jack Daniels there because, you know, because. And House of the Blues because I love a bit of blues music. Yeah. But yeah, oh, and a signed Johnny Cash. So yeah, one thing I want to get is your. Sticker
1: Yeah for sure We'll get you a sticker too Alright I'll get them on that Right after this is over That way I <laughs> can get it to you You'll just have to Just have to send me your address.
0: Oh no You're not going to stalk me Whenever you come to the UK Are you
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know I've never been to the UK so,
0: You've never uh, been to the UK What No yeah, I've
1: never I've never been out of the Out of the United States Well that's I the... just got my passport uh, This spring
0: Have you Like Yeah when you're growing up and you hear people going on holidays to places now I know a lot of people take holidays just within the US because obviously you can either go down to like Florida for beaches or you know Corpus Christi in Texas for some lovely lovely sandy beaches has that ever like crossed your mind to like branch away from the US have you been to Canada Uh, no I, I mean
1: Not really Mexico. Uh, I feel like there's, well, so like, that's where that was, what was going to happen this spring. Um, But actually the only reason I was going to go down there was for a songwriter's festival. Um, Oh yeah. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. I've never been, like, I do love to travel, um, but I never traveled until I was doing this job. You know, it's, it's basically my travel is all, you know, quote unquote work. So, i've been fortunate enough to see like so much cool stuff but i feel like there are so many cool things like in the states that i still haven't seen um so I, of course i would love to you know to go to the uk and i, I would always, I always thought australia would be really cool um i don't really like flying that much and both of those places are pretty long flights like my longest flight is to las vegas and that's like three hours so i'm not oh. sure how i'm gonna do like on an overseas excursion but um I would totally be into it. I I think Ireland would be cool. Um my grandparents went there once when I was a kid and like did a castle tour. So I would like I would sort of like to see that. Um I, I don't know. I met these uh I met all these Irish uh, like boxing guys um in Vegas one time during the Canelo uh oh, I don't know. I don't watch boxing, so I'm probably getting the names wrong, but like Canelo and another guy the, the first fight i think that they did um we played the mgm out there and so i met all these uh, irish boxing guys stuff like that and uh they were all so cool and i'm still friends with um with one of them on instagram so i'd love to go to ireland and, and drink with those guys it would be horrible for my body but i would i would like to give it an attempt
0: what <laughs> I mean, well, it is Guinness. Do you, whenever you drink, what do you drink? Do you drink, like, <laughs> ale? Do you drink <laughs> beers, lagers? Miller Lite. Like, that's, that's like... I mean, Miller Lite. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: oh. so good. That's the words you're looking for. So good. Uh, I also... I like whiskey. I like Jack Daniels. And I like tequila. Love tequila. So...
0: When you come to the UK... Now, I can already tell
1: you that I'm not gonna like any of the beers that you're gonna try to recommend that I should drink. Um, okay, so like, would they would they serve me Miller Lights over there, or would they just laugh at me?
0: I'd probably laugh. I mean, we yeah, do. We exactly. do. I think the closest that we do, you know, in a pub, is like Cause Light. That's probably okay. the closest we'd do, but yeah, that is just oh. I mean, that, that, that's, that's the thing that's always kind of, like, confused me, is you've got all these, like, great, like, whiskey brands and, you know, vodka brands. I mean, Blake Shelton's coming out with all his booze. Like, the beer of choice is either, like... Bush light bud light cause light Miller light 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 what <laughs> like, yeah
1: I mean you just, what if it's named
0: off like all my favorites <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh I mean I'm trying to think of something that might be like close to what we have like here I mean you've heard of Guinness right yeah that's obviously yeah. very popular within Ireland as well as like Irish whiskies and yeah, Here in mainland England and, like, around the areas, we drink a lot of ale. So what you... you Adams, Boston... Oh, what's it called? Trying to, trying to think of beer names. Uh, do you, have you ever had Scheinebock? Uh...
1: I don't know if I... I know what Shannonbach is, obviously. I don't know if
0: I've ever had one. Similar to that. It's like okay. a... It's like an ailey kind of... It's not quite a lager, but it's not quite... What I call a lager, you call beer. Um, oh, I don't know anymore. You've thrown me... You've completely <laughs> thrown me with your Miller Lite. <laughs> well,
1: I'll bring you
0: some when I come come to visit. Oh, I mean, I don't know what it's like trying to get alcohol over... Over country lines. I mean, I've not. I, I was I've I've not. Bra- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You've you completely <laughs> thrown me. <laughs> oh. So you've not been to the UK. You've not been abroad. You've not been anywhere. What What do you do for like holidays? What do you do for time off? Where do you go? Um.
1: So <laughs> when I was a kid, we our vacations were to NASCAR races. So oh yeah. I don't know if you know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we went to – we'd go to Bristol every year, Bristol, Tennessee. Yeah. And we went to uh, – we'd go to Talladega um, for quite a few years. So that that was our vacations. Um, like basically my whole childhood um, was NASCAR races, and I loved that. So, so uh, I never really like thought twice about it. I guess – I think I knew that like most families went to like a beach or something like that, but mm-hmm. we never did that stuff until – Yeah, we went to Gulf Shores, Alabama. I think when I was maybe like a freshman in high school for the first time, Um, and we did that I think twice. And then uh, we were basically grown up, so we quit doing vacations. But um, we don't really do. We went to Disney World um, to uh, the October before COVID. Um, So I guess that was 2019. But we don't really do many vacations. Uh, Like, you know, my job is really cool, right? So, like, I don't think of it as work that often. So, I often don't think that I need a vacation from it, I guess. Yeah. Um, So.
0: Well, you've you've got up in my expectations now. You know, you've kind of redeemed yourself with the NASCAR. Okay, good. (laughs) Good. I mean, I remember growing up and watching, obviously, because it'd be quite late. I'd stay up late with my dad. And we'd watch some of the races and... I want to say Jeff Gordon. Mm-hmm. Is he... He's a racer.
1: Yeah.
0: There we go. A really See? good one. That's who yeah. we always used to watch. You know, whenever he'd be racing... That's because we're from the UK, we don't really... We don't have that kind of <clears throat> thing other than Formula One. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I mean, it's like um, football, you know, because my dad's always followed New England Patriots. I've always followed New England Patriots. And that's because of the whole New England... England... We're in England. Sure, that kind of link, you know, before before they were winning all the Super Bowls. Yeah, so I took that on from a dad. Um, American football, college football, Texas Aggies, Texas A and M. That's because I spent quite a lot of time in Texas. So you know, you, you pick up these little tiny things around. Do you ever watch anything like soccer or anything that we have here in the UK? Darts, <laughs> snooker—really boring things.
1: <laughs> you have, you, they show darts on TV. Is that is that real?
0: Yeah, yeah, genuine. We have we have like oh boy. world tournaments. Like the one of the best best kind of sporting events I've been to, other than soccer, was I went to go watch uh, a darts tournament in one of the arenas here and basically it's everybody in getting arena. drunk everybody getting yeah. drunk and basically every time somebody shot a 180 there'd be like shots and pints flying up in the air and everybody's just having a great time it's more about the atmosphere rather than actually watching the darts but, yeah yeah well,
1: it would have to be <laughs> it would have to be if, if that's all that's happening
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> you yeah. see i just probably ruined the kind of sporting world for the u.s like yeah irreputable uh, damage (laughs) oh
1: yeah that's interesting so yeah basically your sports is just more drinking it's just like a large bar
0: oh yeah basically (laughs) well
1: that's fair that's i mean that's basically the premise of of all sports right like you're either you're either the athlete or you're just getting drunk watching the athlete so uh it's kind of the
0: same thing other than nascar is there any other sports that you're into that you watch that you partake
1: um so I I like racing in general. I grew up in Indiana. Dirt track racing is like a huge thing. So mm-hmm. uh, my dad used to be on sprint car crew and uh paints. He he's a painter. So um used to paint sprint cars when I was a little kid. So I love any form of racing basically. Um the only only two that I don't really get into a lot um are drag racing and Formula 1. I've I've attempted to to be interested in Formula 1, but it's not it's the technical of it, the technicalness of it, loses me. Um, you know, I'd rather see, I'd rather see them dart into the corner together and, and kind of lean on each other and, and more like that than I would just who can be more consistent um, with their computerized um, <laughs> racing machine. So, uh, Formula Formula One is not it for me. Um, drag racing's never been that interesting to me uh as far as other sports uh I mean obviously I, I like I watched the Super Bowl and stuff like that uh-huh. um I, I was a Colts fan when Peyton Manning was still playing but I haven't really followed them since then um I'll watch it if it's on like if I'm hanging out at the bar or something like that but I don't necessarily like search it out at home yeah um bas- call co- I watch a little bit of IU college basketball but um same story, I, you know. I'm, I'm not a diehard with it or anything like that. So. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to like baseball more. I, I love the game, uh, and we've gone when we've been on the road. We've been fortunate to go to a handful of um, Colorado Rockies games out in Denver. Uh, but as far as watching on TV, mm. can't do it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, I get that. Again, it's similar to like over here. It's about the atmosphere and being in the crowd.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if you're in the crowd, uh, or even like if you know if you're at like a B Dub's and, and watch it, and there's a bunch of people interested, it, it's easier to follow. But yeah, if I'm just sitting at home, I can watch racing. That's a that's about it. So actually, before we started doing this, I'm going through all these emails for she goes to work, and uh, I'm actually I, I, this is a habit that I started last year during covid um because everything was canceled for a while all the you know sporting and racing and stuff like that yeah so i started i i watched old races on youtube um so like obviously the indianapolis 500 is like the biggest thing ever when you're growing up in indiana mm-hmm. so um i love that and i this past summer i watched um every single race from uh the year i was born up until now on youtube and um I ran out of them so now i have to go back i'm, I'm re-watching old brickyards which we used to go to the brickyard every year so like i was at most of these races i should know who won but at this point some of it's like 20 plus years ago so i've kind of forgotten and so it's kind of like a new all over here, so
0: i mean you was only born in 2001 so
1: yeah i wish <laughs> how old would that even make me that would make me like 20 right 20 yeah yeah straight 20 just I'd, I'd rather be 21 just you know just so you can legally can drink, drink. Miller lights yeah
0: um that's the other thing that's crazy because our legally our legal drinking age here is 18 where we can go out and have a drink but we can yeah. drink in restaurants and pubs with a meal when we're 14
1: really <laughs> we couldn't handle that here i'm just going to be honest with you like shit's already coming apart at the seams over here like if you let 14 year olds drink like we're done for
0: <laughs> I mean there's there's a level of responsibility from the parents and if things go wrong then it's down on the parents and they've got to be with parents as well you can't just rock up to a restaurant and have a glass of wine and a steak dinner you know you've, yeah. got, you've got to it's got to be within limits but yeah legally you can
1: that's wild did not know that
0: I mean, it, 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 it's, it's all relative, though, as well. I mean, because it's like our driving age, to drive a car, the minimum age is 17, whereas it's a lot younger for yourselves. Yeah. So it's, you know, you taketh and giveth.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely do. <laughs> all
0: which, right.
1: Which would you prefer? Would you rather drive earlier, or would you rather be able to, to drink Jack Daniels with your steak at 14?
0: drink yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) well again it's relative because here in the uk everything is so close you know we could walk down the road and we're where we need to be whereas across america you know most places in america it's so you've got you've got to drive you can't just Mm -hmm. walk or catch a bus or you know like we've got bus stops every like 300 yards here in the uk yeah it's, yeah. Again, it's all relative. I mean, for me, drinking, I'd be happy. Driving, I didn't start driving until I was twenty. So, oh wow, I couldn't afford lessons. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't afford the lessons, and then when I could afford them, it was like, yeah, I'm doing this now. And then I've got a car. It's like, yes, finally. Everyone else has already yeah. been driving for like three years, so it's, <laughs> it's about time I caught up. Yeah. Oh. Anyhow, one of the last questions I want to ask you is food related it's always food related with me i I love food um i'm still waiting for one of my friends over in nashville to send me some moon pies and i'm still upset with him because he hasn't sent me any you have you had one ever i've never had that's the reason why he's supposed to be sending me some yeah Um, if he doesn't let me know i mean just we've got a we've got something kind of similar here called jaffa cakes And what it is, it's like a sponge with like a orange jelly on top of it and then covered in chocolate. So it's like a little mini cake, hence the name Jaffa Cake. And I was going to send him some, but obviously he's not going to get any until I get my moon pies. You know, I'm holding him to ransom here.
1: Yeah, as you should.
0: Um, One of the questions I do love to ask, though, is to do a pizza. Do you eat pizza? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What kind of pizzas do you like?
1: Um, so I, I pretty much like any pizza, I guess. Um, I don't like anchovies and stuff like that. Uh, I don't like mushrooms. Um, but if like everybody else is getting those things, I'll just pretty much eat the pizza. Ah,
0: yeah, fair enough. Uh,
1: if I if I'm making my own pizza, what we've been doing lately is pepperoni and jalapenos. Ooh, that's pretty good. Ooh, I mean. Uh, yep.
0: When covid really started kicking off <clears throat> when covid really started kicking off i had to get a second job because we our wages were cut and i got a temporary job as a delivery driver for dominos and one of my favorite pizzas was like a pepperoni or jalapeno or spicy sausage and just oh, with the bar- i like the barbecue base but one thing that i like on pizza is pineapple what's your views yes. on that yeah, yes. you've yes. definitely gone up. You've you've redeemed yourself for the for the <laughs> weak beer.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I love pineapple and pizza. If people that haven't that don't like it just haven't tried it. Like I don't I don't know anybody that's tried it that doesn't like it. Like they just they're afraid to try it.
0: That's it. The, it's the bandwagon. People just jumping on this bandwagon and saying, "Well, I'm doing like mouth motions, obviously in this you know audio <laughs> podcast. People can't see. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean, if you've if you've genuinely tried it and you genuinely genuinely don't like it, then fair enough. But for the majority of people that say, "Oh no, why would you have Why would you have sweet and savory on a pizza? You know, it's wrong." have you tried it no then try it you never know right
1: right i i like to get um <clears throat> i like to put pineapple uh with the jalapenos like so Ooh, if i'm yeah. like getting like a if i'm just get, if i'm building like the ultimate right what if i'm not worried about the topping prices um then i'm definitely i'm going jalapenos pineapple and probably ham maybe bacon
0: too mm. I'm I'm yeah now. Well, he's, for those listening at the moment, it's now quarter to eight in the evening here. I've been at work all day and came back to speak to the wonderful Jake. And I still haven't had my lunch. I've not had breakfast and I've not even had my tea yet. My uh, evening meal. you so, got
1: to have your tea.
0: So I'm right. still uh, that's like,
1: Well, that's part of your credentials as as a, what, would you be considered an Englishman? Is
0: that what you'd be called?
1: Englishman, yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say like a UK in, but that wouldn't be right. <clears throat> mm,
0: yeah, well, it's like me calling you usc USian. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't make a whole lot of sense.
0: Yeah, um, an Englishman. So, yeah,
1: yeah. So that's like a prereq as an Englishman, right? You have to have have to have your tea.
0: Got to have my tea, uh, whether it's a cup of tea <laughs> or we see what we call like dinner, like an evening meal. We call we parts of the UK call it a tea or lunch or dinner or so not just the drink but actual food as well we just like tea
1: okay that's a weird thing to do because (laughs) see now now i'm making fun of you for drinking tea and you're just actually talking about eating
0: dinner i like both i've had i mean i've just had a coffee you know i mainly drink cheap ground you know instant coffee but i've i've had a couple of cups of tea today keep me going it's full of caffeine and so jake earlier on the show i basically mentioned that i was posting on facebook and i was going to ask some of your fans if they wanted to ask any questions and we've had a lovely lovely woman called taylor jones she's put hi i'm new here just recently discovered jake and i'm glad i did i have some questions for you how did you get your start so presumably that means getting your start in country music, getting just getting the ball rolling in terms of actually writing, recording, and then actually producing your own songs.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, I mainly got um, my start from karaoke. Uh, I always wanted to do this, but I, you know, I'm not, I'm not super musical. Um, as far as that stuff goes. And so it really wasn't until I got a little bit older and started singing karaoke. Uh, where I was also very shy where I like started to get, uh, comfortable doing that. And then people would be like, Oh, you, you know, like you're pretty good. And, uh, just kind of blow it off. Um, but I knew that I was wanted to do something like this. And then eventually that just led to, um, I, I, got on Craigslist and found, um, some, some guys that were looking for a singer for their band and, uh, went down and started singing with them. And, um, and that eventually led to me doing this and and then uh, slowly and surely built it a uh, little little by little
0: what's it like then going onto craigslist and asking <laughs> asking strangers <laughs> for things
1: well it's always a gamble um that that one paid off uh i'm not sure that i recommend that strategy
0: i mean i always get a bit concerned with stuff i mean we don't really have craigslist here in the uk I mean, well, they have got different like Facebook, like messenger groups and stuff like that. You can like ask people for random things, but I always get a bit concerned about stuff like that. Like, you know, you might say, yes, you know, somebody will come to you and say, yeah, I'll do that. And next thing you know, it's some psychopathic murderer. That's that nobody knows. Yeah. And you're no longer producing music. You're six feet in some yeah. weird beach grave. Yeah.
1: You're, uh, yeah. You're a cold case <laughs> file on, on some discovery <laughs> channel thing. Um,
0: the surprise yeah, disappearance of jake dots
1: <laughs> yeah that might be the most um, notoriety that i would ever get in my career <laughs> um not a strategy i'm willing to play out though uh yeah i don't know you've got to be very careful i would say um that that time worked out so
0: at least it's worked out and at least you got your start i mean if you didn't do that who knows where you might have been it might have taken a little bit longer it might have been a bit quicker who knows
1: yeah yeah or i may have never done it yeah, I, I don't know so
0: the next question that taylor asks is who is your favorite country music singer uh kenny chesney kenny chesney is it because yep. of his vocal talents His, his, his lovely that that twang he's got that gruffness.
1: yeah, yeah. i think it is for me um i i, I love his voice um I like his uh, music. I like his instrumental choices in his music. Um, I like the song choices for the most part. Um, If you've ever seen him live, then you totally get that. It's just a whole um, vibe from start to finish that is just larger than life. And um, I don't know. That's, I guess, for for several reasons. But, um, yeah, hands down, Kenny Chesney.
0: I mean – you can't really go wrong when he's singing, you know, She Thinks My Tractor's Sexy. It really turns me hey, I lo- I love, I love that song. It's a great song. It's um, an amazing song. I mean, even Kelsey Ballerini's sung with him. He's he's like, that's... he's old. He, he can yeah. flip between that, cult, you know, that kind of, not the old country. I'm going to call it old country. You know, the classic country, the typical, stereotypical country sound. And then he can go yeah. into that, this pop country sound. And then, you know, he's got so much versatility with his voice. So I totally get that.
1: Yeah, yeah, he can do a little bit of it all, and um, I love that that new song that he did with Kelsey.
0: Um, that's so
1: good. So,
0: next question is: What's your bucket list venue? Uh,
1: the Grand Old Opry.
0: That that no no. Look, okay, I'm gonna re I'm gonna re I'm gonna redo re- this because everybody everybody will always say the Opry or the Ryman or the Bluebird or Station yeah, Inn. The, the... <laughs>
1: The Ryman, the Ryman was going to be my my B. <laughs> so, uh, I want the Grand Old Opry is the answer because I would humbly accept either uh, an invitation to play the Opry at either location, but to play the Opry, so playing the Ryman would be cool in its own right. But to play the Opry at the Ryman is probably like my unicorn. So like that's the that's the top of the top of the top. Yeah, um,
0: standing on that circle uh, and just oh, just yeah, brilliant. I mean, uh, I'd love... I just can't wait until these kind of lockdowns end and I can travel back over to the States and go visit, you know, even just go see a show. Just see anybody in that circle. Just, ah! Yeah. Plus, I'm a big fan of Bobby Burns as well, and he does a lot of the hosting, so...
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like Bobby Burns as well. Yeah, he's awesome. Next. Um, Well, hopefully it won't be long. I mean, hopefully... You know, I don't know. I don't know how the summer of 21 is going to turn out, I guess. But hopefully by 22, um, we'll be back to some some form of travel.
0: Hopefully. I mean, we're supposed to be opening up here in the UK in the next like two, three, four weeks. So if cases continue to go down, then we're on to a winner.
1: Yeah. Next Sorry, question. i still here. I was getting a phone call. <laughs>
0: next question is (laughs) love uh well she says that love she goes to work it hits close to home but she also really loves pretty in michigan now we mentioned this earlier on it's because it's her home state is the song about a girl that you met there uh
1: so i mean i could see why it's interpreted that way Mm. um uh, prettier, prettier. Michigan is um, is sort of a play. Well, like we talked about, it's a, it's it's an obvious play on pure Michigan. That's that's where the the idea came from. Yeah, the um, yeah. Um, and then obviously just you know um, write your story from there, right? So, who is um, who is this person that you? find so beautiful in a in a place that you find that is not beautiful that's kind of the the underlying message of of prettier michigan
0: yeah okay so the last thing that was really brought up on the facebook posts was a lovely little shout out now let me just pull it up okay so christine rapp no questions but say hi to my UK friends Lana and Robert. So hi Lana and Robert. Hi Christine Rapp. Hope you're all okay. Hi. And thank you for posting on Jake Dodds' fan club.
1: Yeah. Christine's awesome. She uh she comes to see us a lot. She she's great. So hi, was it Lana and Robert? Were that the name
0: Lana and Robert.
1: Well, hello to them.
0: Hello. <laughs> now, <laughs> when when you're doing gigs, I'm just gonna ask a question off the top of that. Do you, yeah. When you see, like, the regular faces, you know, the ones that consistently come to either every show or the majority of shows, is it, like, a special, like, family bond that happens when you go and see them? Like, everybody comes and, like, ah, hi, Jake.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. Um, you know, I think it depends on the person and how uh, comfortable they are with me and how many times we've met, for sure. But for, like, the, the diehards, uh, yeah definitely um it's always so cool to see him and uh we have a great fan base of people in um that travel to see us and that we get to see when we come to like certain cities every time that are always going to be there and um those oh my gosh i'm so sorry she keeps calling me i don't know if that's messing up the zoom every time it's fine um okay um yeah so yeah there's um, a handful of people. Uh, in certain cities that we definitely uh, have seen so many times and met, and uh, have become really good friends with, and um, some of them I, I message with uh, every day. So, yeah, uh, it's really cool.
0: See that—that's one of the things I genuinely love about, particularly you know, indie artists like yourself. The the fan engagement and the fan interaction that you have—you know—it's not just a case of you make a fan, then you move on to the next. You you take them under your wing. You kind of nurture them and keep them nice and safe and warm and then feed them with new music and just sharing the love it's brilliant yeah yeah
1: well it's just being um it's just being like nice people right so you meet nice people you try to be a nice person um and obviously like i understand why at a certain point like large artists can't really make that connection with everybody because there's just so many people and the, the use of their time, you know, like would become so extreme to, to make that connection. And so they can't really, uh, but, but we can, and um, I don't see why you wouldn't want to, because these, these people are, are um, the reason that we get to do this. And uh, you find it's just mutual, you know, um, we all love music and we all love being like in this kind of crazy like bizarro world of of like music and uh, trying to make it and you find come across uh, you know everybody's trying to make themselves better in their own way and so like you know I'm trying to better my career but maybe this person is trying to better their health and we meet we cross paths at a show and we find like this really awesome um like mutual respect and energy and um you know motivation to kind of help each other and so it's really cool you can make you know I've met so many people that I have great connection with and that I and that have changed my life for the better made me think about my positions on life in different ways and opened my mind to the world um that I would have never met if I if we weren't doing this and if we weren't willing to like make reach out and make those connections
0: so that's totally awesome, and it's so down to earth as well. I mean, it's it's. I've got so much respect for those that you know just put out the time and you know acknowledge the kind of fan base. Because, like you're saying, you know, it, it's a mutual thing. You know, they wouldn't be there listening to music if you weren't you know performing that thing. They might have been going to see somebody else, but then you wouldn't be there if it wasn't for them purchasing the tickets. So yeah, it's brilliant. Love it. Yeah. One thing that we didn't mention two days ago, which I wanted to now for those that just don't get the reference of two days ago basically what we did was we kind of left the podcast for a couple days just so we can get some questions in allow people time to actually respond to it but there's one question that i didn't ask was when we started the show you moved from one position to another and in the background there was a grandfather clock (laughs) yeah yeah it's been sitting on my mind since our chat, do you want to tell us more about the grandfather clock? Where it comes from, just everything about it. Because I, it's one thing that you don't really see in households much these days is a good old-fashioned grandfather clock.
1: Yeah. Um, so uh, I have I have to be careful how I uh, word this, and I can explain it to you why. Mm -hmm. um when when we're when we're off uh the part that (laughs) that will air so um it's it's front it's a it's been in my family for um for years as long as i can remember um i was in a family home and uh recently um got a chance to um purchase a few of those things in, in an auction um that we, that we had last, I guess it was last fall. And, um, I always wanted, my dad used to or still sort of does tinker in, in anti-clocks. He doesn't do it nearly as much as he used to, but, um, he still likes them. And so when I was a kid in our old house, before they built the new one, um, there was like four or five clocks per room because he had so many. And so they had to go places. And so, so it was wild. Um, and then they got a grandfather clock, I think when they built the new house and I always liked grandfather clocks, I just always thought they were cool. Um, and so that one was, was going to be sold and, um, I want, so I managed to buy it and a few other like furniture pieces and stuff like that that are now also down there that you didn't get to see. Um, but the clock is, uh, just really cool and so it's it's sitting there um that's kind of like my video wall where i'm doing my videos but it's still a work in progress like i haven't really ironed out all the the bugs and stuff how it's going to look but so the clock is in the corner um and it would run it would it would uh if we like whatever have to you know the chains are on it but if we like wound it back up and like set it right Mm -hmm. it would run and work um but i'm not sure it's going to stay there and you have to like go through the process of like leveling them and stuff like that and Uh, My dad didn't want to do all that stuff if I was just going to turn around and move it to another side of the room, so (laughs) that's the uh, that's sort of the story on the grandfather clock. But yeah, it's really cool. And so I set it to I don't know if you noticed this part, but I set the uh, the time hands to 9 p.m. on just nine because I do uh, a Facebook Live every Monday at 9 p.m. and a clubhouse show at 9 p.m. on Tuesdays, so I leave the The hand's set at 9 o'clock, so it's always showtime.
0: There you go. It's (laughs) always showtime.
1: Always (laughs) showtime.
0: I noticed it was 9 o'clock. I just didn't think... Obviously, it didn't cross my mind as to why it was either set at that time or, you know, obviously you tend to forget that you always expect the hands to move even though it's not running. You kind of expect a watch to keep going.
1: But yeah, yeah, I mean...
0: It's... I I love the story. I love the... I love the whole aspect of, you know, it, it's been in the house and I can't wait till you find an actual property. I think it should stay there. If that's going to be your like I, recording wall, I think everything should focus around that. From the initial recording that we did, it was two days ago and you was about to release She Goes to Work. Now we're two days later and yesterday you released She Goes to Work. Yeah. Congratulations on everything.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, it's been a wild. Um, I guess what forty eight hours since we since we talked really. Um, <clears throat> I didn't sleep for most of that forty eight hours. Uh, stayed up that not even purposely, just kind of accidentally stayed up that whole first night, um, trying to go through all these emails that I got. We're we're also gonna make a music video for the song, and so. Um, I had people send me video clips, and so I I didn't want to spam them, but since I had their information, I was like, well, I need to send all of them um, links to buy the song. And so I was going through each one, but I don't want to also just be, like, spamming them. So (laughs) I'm I'm literally going through each each email and, um, you know, saving the video that they sent, the video or the pictures they sent to file, uh, reading whatever they sent me, um, sending and, and writing, <clears throat> writing back, you know, at least a line or two, um, you know, to like personally to each email. And then I'm dropping in like the copy paste thing of links to go buy the song. But, but, that, you know, that way they know that I am taking the time to read these emails that they took the time to send me. Yeah. So I think that's important. Um, but I ended up doing that like all night and then the song released and, when it i was like getting ready to probably go to bed and it it started charting and then i was like oh my gosh and then <laughs> uh like had to just went into overdrive and then had interviews all day yesterday and so um uh, it was a a blur and uh but a really awesome one and you know this like i've said this is the biggest release of my career and so um we're just excited and we've been trying to do everything we can to to keep it going and we're still sitting on the chart which is crazy because you know other than one ep that i put out a few years ago i've never had i've never had a single chart Mm -hmm. so um it's just huge and um to even you know obviously we've fallen back a little bit today with all the new music that came out on friday but even still to just be on the chart is like a pretty big deal so um and to be like we're we're still in the 20s so yeah that's huge
0: Well, exactly. I mean, we were talking just before we started this, you know, this revisit and, you know, basically just saying that, you know, particularly the U.S. iTunes country chart, that's going to have new music constantly pummeled through. Now, there's so many big artists that release particularly on like Fridays, and it's going to always, you know, the, the iTunes charts is one that always fluctuates. It always goes up and down. I mean, it does it here in the U.K., and you know, just for the fact that he's still in the charts is 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 amazing. I mean, particularly since you got you know what was it eleven that you got to?
1: Yeah, we we sat at eleven almost all day yesterday. Um, and there's there's one website that tracks it that actually was showing us in the ten spot. Yeah, but I never officially saw that on claim uh, it the iCream yeah i know i know right claim it 10 uh, we, you got we, to number 10. we got a, we got us we have a screenshot of it too so like i can even back up the claim but i never got a screenshot of it being at 10 on the itunes app which would have been like the ultimate ultimate but mm-hmm. um yeah we sat we at least were at 11 like all day yesterday so that's Don't, huge i mean it's crazy
0: you, you need to be claiming that you got to number 10 you broke the top 10.
1: <laughs> Let's roll with it Yeah, get a, get a Let's celebrate Woo!
0: <laughs> oh you should do I mean it's absolutely amazing work It's such an emotional and amazing song You know you should be really really proud And I'm sure that Paige is as well
1: Yeah Yeah thank you um, Yeah Paige has been so good um, She is I, I was using the analogy in an interview yesterday That uh, we met Paige mm, Maybe like a month or two ago On, on the Clubhouse app Um, and then um, you know like when this all kind of when we had the viral moment and this all unfolded we decided we needed a publicist and um, we got with Paige The, you know it was like we had already taken a bunch of fireworks and like accidentally lit them (laughs) and then we like hired Paige to like catch the fireworks and steer them in the right direction so
0: yeah
1: uh, she's done absolutely amazing so
0: yeah Paige is really really good at being able to control that kind of situation I mean she's really Really talented and she puts in so much Time and effort as well She, She's yes. part of the no sleep club that we've got
1: She is I was going to say that um, Like, I've, I feel like I don't sleep very often um, <laughs> But She like doesn't I don't know when she possibly does because She on release day she was like text She was the first person to start texting me at like 5 or 6 in the morning eastern time So it would have been like 4 for her and even last night, when I was like on my, I was like sitting on fumes, like trying to do a few things <laughs> still at like three or four in the morning Indiana time, and I got a notification that Paige and a bunch of people had started a clubhouse room. <laughs> so I like jumped in there and I was, like, what are you talking about? Like at possibly at this time in the morning? And yeah. they were all like wide awake and joking around, and um, I didn't even stick around to say bye because I was like so tired myself. But yeah, she she's awesome. I don't know when she's sleeping.
0: I mean, it's, it's the same for all the artists that she works with as well. I mean, I was on YouTube last night with another one of her artists and it's like, she's just gone from doing all the work with yourself. Uh, she goes to work and then she's gone on to helping another artist. It's like, Oh my, what on earth?
1: Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, yeah I mean, good for her. Cause I, I don't know how she does it. It's, it's so hard to even know like what I'm doing from day to day. Um, how does she do it with multiple people? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, I can imagine what she'd say if she heard this. And she'd say, Well, it's so, it's, it makes my job easier if, when I have great music to work with, when I've got, you know, something that is really easy to approach and to sell and to kind of push forward, you know, when you've got something so solid behind you, you know, it, it, it does make the job easier. And she goes to work is such, an amazing song. Congratulations!
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, we're proud of it. Um, it's certainly special, and uh, just hope that we're, you know, giving it all the chances that it that it needs to get heard. And um, you know, like we talked about, I think a little bit yesterday, it's our two days ago. It's it's not, you know, it's not all about money. It's it's about like getting this this song out there and heard, and the message behind this song is special. And um, you know, I don't I don't know that um I don't try to be one of those songwriters or whatever that sits down and like tries to write a song that's gonna change somebody's life or like attempt to do that. I don't think that's yeah uh, my my role as a writer. Like I'm you know that's I I think it's you know, you hear a lot of times in writes if you're writing kind of like a, a fun song, people be like, well. It's it's kind of fun, but it's you know it's it's silly. There's no message, and it's like, well, I don't think every song needs to have a message. Like, if I'm just driving from work to home, like I'm just looking, just give me give me something that's gonna make like make me jam and like yeah. enjoy the day and be like, damn, it's sunny and it's nice and this is awesome. And um, I I love that stuff just as much as I love a message. And so this you know I don't think we we set out to like do something like we've done necessarily um it really is all organic which is just like so cool um and yeah. humbling and and all that stuff so
0: i mean she goes to work you know you talk about songs that have messages and then songs that you have once have a jam with it's like you've taken both pots and you poured it into a bigger pot and you stirred it and you've got this song that is a jam it's still a jam you still you still got the catchy hooks it's got everything about it is yeah is just so catchy, but you still got that deep message when you read between the lines, when you read the actual words, the lyrics themselves. Yeah. It's still got the strong message. So amazing work that you've done. And, you know, I'm super proud of what you've achieved so far with it.
1: Thank you. Thank the you only way is up. And, uh, yep, that's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, do you want to give a reminder to everybody? When she goes to work comes out, what day? Actually say the date. <laughs> uh
1: May 6th. So depending on depending on when you're listening to this, uh it's either about to come out or has come out already. Um so it's available everywhere on May 6th at midnight, or I guess tonight at midnight. So it'll be out May 6th. Um and it should be everywhere. So just check it out for us. That's that's all we ask. At least give it a shot, give it a listen. And if you um <clears throat> if you really like it, if you're a streamer you know, that's, that's amazing and please stream it. Um, but if you don't mind to do it as well, you know, jump on over to iTunes or wherever you buy your, your music from and, and also buy it because that makes a huge um, difference in, in how this, not only for us, for artists and, and what we actually get paid for it, but it also does a lot for the song and like the algorithms and, and it'll tell Apple and, and google or or wherever you're buying it that that you really want to hear it and uh they're more likely to send it to more people that it may not be getting delivered to so because i th- that's another thing that i wish that the music industry was more clear about is that stuff is not always there for everybody just because you like log on to something and see it there and i guess those apple and spotify are a little bit different but like you know facebook instagram all those things are 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 animals of like your habits so just because um, somebody that might listen to music all the time logs in and this song is like in front of them, um, that your best friend could be right next to you and have a whole different like home screen. So um, when you pre-order and and like actually purchase and download the song, that's going to help it get delivered to a lot more people that may have never seen it otherwise. And uh, that could be huge for us. So if you love it, stream it, please. Uh, But also maybe consider purchasing it. It's 99 cents. So it's, it's like super cheap
0: exactly it's 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 pennies it's it's yeah (laughs) it's pennies i mean just it buy one less tin of whatever you know buy one less beer have one less drink at the pub have one less drink at the bar yeah it goes a long way and it it allows you to go up the itunes charts as well which then allows yeah more people to see
1: yeah for sure
0: Plus, all the money goes back into producing more songs as well. So, what's you know, it's it's a win-win. You get to keep the music, and you get to possibly hear music in the future.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're so right. And because like the thing that I think people don't realize maybe is too is that each one of these songs, like we're we're doing them at a a pretty reasonable price at my level. Um, I think she goes to work all together was uh, for like recording it. Uh, mixing mastering it and then releasing it into the world it's it's probably like sixteen hundred dollars to do that you know um we're selling it for 99 cents each time and of that 99 cents uh itunes takes a part of that and then it gets split four ways between the writers it, it gets split to me as an artist it gets split to four four ways for publishing it you know, you're breaking pennies in, into percentages of pennies before anybody sees anything.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: um, to I, I'll say it like this: I've I've had some songs do well. I've had some songs not do well. I've never had a song pay for itself. Um, so, pre-ordering is huge because that that is a much larger uh, of the, of that ninety nine cents. We're going to see uh, a much larger portion of it when you stream, which is, is kind of just where music is going. Like this is the reality that we're living in. Um, and I get that. I, I have Apple Music, you know, no shame in streaming. I'm just, um, I, I if I really like something, I try to go buy it because I know how it works. So but like when you're streaming, now you're talking about that, you're talking about percentages of a penny uh, from the top. So you're, you're talking like 0.000000 something uh, for each individual stream, and then, yeah. and then you're breaking that down in, like, eight different directions.
0: So, and bear uh, in mind, it changes really... as well depending on what streaming platform you use. So, like, Spotify yeah. pay less than what, say, Apple do, I think it is, and YouTube's, like, even worse. But, yeah. like, Pandora might be better. So, you know, it depends yeah. where you stream as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's, it's wild how it works. So it's, it's just really hard to, you know, make... And like you said earlier, it's not all about making money, but it does take money to to be in the music business. Um, so uh, if, if people are cool with, with supporting us that way, I would love to have them uh, stream, but I also, if they have the time and the means, uh, check it out and, and maybe buy it and download it as well.
0: Awesome. Well, where can people find you on social media?
1: Yeah, the easiest way probably is uh, to just go to jakedodds.com and uh, there's little buttons right across the very top there that'll take you straight to uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. It'll take you to Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, um, all, all the marquee things. So you can uh, obviously search me on all of them and find me relatively easy. But if you're looking for the easiest way to do it, I just go to JakeDots.com and then uh, click the little links at the top. That way you don't have any trouble at all.
0: And um, whilst you're there, check, just click on the shop click on the store, click on the merch and just have a, just have a peruse. If there's something that takes your fancy, then just, yeah, not, not telling to buy. I mean, it's it's there. Just feel free to just have a, have a little (laughs) browse. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. (laughs) Thank you, Jake, for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you.
1: Yeah, Dom, thank you so much, man, for having me. This has been awesome and uh, I appreciate the support. Yeah. I'm sure we'll talk soon.
0: Hopefully very, very soon take care everybody thank you all for listening and it's been an absolute wild ride (laughs) take care see you all next time bye for now and there we go that was the country Chats podcast join Dom next time for exclusive interviews reviews and general chit chats on all things country music